Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, listener mail. This is Robert Lamb. Uh, So, hey, it's just me this week. Joe is out on parental leave, so I'm going to try and tackle the old mailbag here just by myself and see how it goes. All right, this first one comes to me from Brett. Brett writes in and says, Greetings, Rob, Joe, and Seth. First off, congratulations to the McCormick family on their wonderful new addition. Yes, indeed. Congrats uh, again to Joe and family. I was actually out walking in the neighborhood just uh, a day or two after the birth, and uh, they happen, uh, the, uh, the whole family happened to be driving by me while I was walking around, so I got to peek in the back seat and actually see the baby. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Anyway, Brett continues, long-time listener here, and nearly every episode makes me want to write in with thoughts or comments, and I do frequently chime in on the discussion module. The discussion module, for everyone out there, that's the, the Facebook group for this show. We don't really do much on social media these days, uh, you know, because social media, but uh, we do have that Facebook group, uh, the, the Stuff to Blow Your Mind discussion module. You can go and request access to that, and basically, if you just know the name of the podcast, uh, you can get in there. We also have a Discord group, and if you email us, and we'll send you the link for that, so you can join up there, and really, the only other presence we have online these days is the Letterboxd, L-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-D, dot com account our username there is weird house and that's just about the weird house cinema episodes anyway I'll, i'll stop interrupting brett here because brett continues 
The series on goats brought to mind a favorite character with goat qualities, that of the poet Martin Silenus from the Hyperion Cantos by Dan Simons, who, when battling writer's block, paid a body sculptor to transform him into a satyr and spent ten randy years in this form looking for his muse. Only the true artists suffer for their art. Keep up the great work. Brett. Oh, I'd completely forgotten about this. I read the first Hyperion book and uh, and and very much enjoyed it, but didn't press on with the the series. Uh, there are definitely some memorable parts in that book that uh, that stuck with me, but I am totally blanking on this. So I don't know if this was a big part of the the, the book, if this was just a sort of an offhand mention of something uh, interesting and weird, or if perhaps this is something from a book I haven't read yet. All right, so this is we're going to receive. A fair number of goat emails here. Uh, a lot. I mean, we did a three-part series on goats, and then of course we have another episode that came out subsequently that concerns goats. So keep the goat-related email coming. We'll continue to read it. All right. This next one comes to us from. Hmm. Well, I have. Seen, I had. I don't think I copied the name of this individual. But at any rate, this listener writes in and says, "Hi, Robert, Joe, and Seth. I will try to keep this short because I am a poor writer." Anyway, the Radiolab podcast did an episode on the Galapagos Islands and shared the interesting but sad details about the Judas goats. Basically, when the island is covered in goats, it's easy to find them, but as you exterminate more and more, the remaining are hard to get. Judas goats have entered the game. Uh, And then they include a bulleted list here. Find a goat, sterilize, and put a tracker on it. Let it loose. Wait about a week or two, and then track down the Judas goat. Judas goats will have found more goats. Exterminate all the goats but the Judas goat. Wait about a week or two, then track down the Judas goat. Judas goat will have found more goats. Exterminate all the goats but the Judas goat. You get the idea. And that is the sad and lonely life of a Judas goat. And they included a a link to the podcast episode. Yes, now that it's been brought to my attention, I do vaguely remember this episode of Radiolab from, from, I think, a number of years back. But I remember it being a good one now. But yeah, at the time, I had not been to the Galapagos and did not really anticipate it was a place I would ever get to go to. So maybe it didn't have that personal connection with me at the time. But uh, certainly check that out if you want to hear more on the use of Judas goats in the Galapagos Islands. All right, let's see what we have next in this very goat-themed episode of Stuff to Blow Your Mind, listener mail. This one comes to us from Oliver. Oliver writes in and says, Hi, Robert and Joe. I'm a big fan of the podcast and glad there's a topic I can touch on. I grew up in Nimbin, a small rural town in the northern rivers of New South Wales, Australia, where my parents had plenty of mountainous acreage. For quite a few years, we had a small flock of goats to help with land clearing and vegetation control. We would also select a goat to eat each year or so. I have Fijian heritage and love the goat curry my dad would make. It's got to be one of my favorite foods. Anyway, one time in high school, I was on school holidays and was home with my brothers. We suddenly heard a scream that to this day was the most blood-curdling and heart-racing I've ever heard. It sounded like a mixture between a human's and goat's, and it was coming from where the goats were grazing. My brothers and I rushed down to find one of our adults stuck in a tree with her hoof 
lodged between two branches that connected at a Y shape. The screams were ear-piercing and almost physically painful up close. We worked to lift her weight up off the hoof and dislodged her. We suspect she got into this predicament by standing on her rear legs with her front legs pressed against the tree when grazing up high. One leg must have slipped and landed between those two branches, trapping her. Listening to these episodes reminded me of all the fun that comes with looking after goats, and I miss playing with them when I was a kid. Thank you for reigniting my goaty memories. Keep on blowing minds, Oliver. All right, this next one comes to us from Nyar Lethetep on Discord, I believe. Uh, again, our Discord group, if you want to join it, shoot me an email and I'll shoot you the link. Uh, they write, there was a Monty Python writer's argument about whether a joke is funnier with a sheep or a goat. I think the goat won by a beard. To your question about the biblical bias against goats, I think it comes down to nature. Goats wander, sheep follow. Religion wants followers, of course. I like that you ask if there was a third option. Fortunately, there is. Meet the Geep, G-E-E-P. There are multiple examples of goat-sheep hybrids. Wikipedia claims there is also a goat-sheep chimera, and cats go to the dark side of the moon when no one can find them. It is a well-known fact. Ah, these are excellent points. Yes, I, I, I don't know that I was super aware of the Geep, but indeed, they do exist. Uh... I would agree with Monty Python. I mean, when in, in concerning matters of matters of humor and the absurd, uh, they they are and were experts. So yeah, I would say a goat is inherently funnier than a sheep. In the same way that cheese is funnier than butter. Uh, I mean, there's just no denying it. And yes, cats going to the dark side of the moon uh, where no one can find them. I believe this stems from some of the short fiction of of H.P. Lovecraft, though in all likelihood he. He got it from somewhere as well. I mean, these folk traditions of black cats and the nature of cats certainly goes way back. All right, let's see. Do we have something else about goats? We do have more goats. Uh, listener mail here to read. This one says, hi, Robert and Joe. This one, by the way, is from Susan. I love the show. I ate up the goats slash devil episodes. For a couple of years, I was a groom and exercise rider at a fox hunting barn outside of Columbus, Georgia. This hunt used a herd of about 200 goats and their smell to desensitize the foxhounds to deer. Foxhounds normally are distracted by deer and chase deer instead of the fox. The master of hounds had discovered that if the hounds had a herd of goats living all around the kennels, they were not excited by deer scent in the field. So far as I know, he was unique in having solved the, this problem this way. He imported a special long-haired goat type, Egyptian goats, and a picture is included here, for me anyway, uh, maybe because they are super stinky. The herd roamed around the kennels and stables at will. When they ambled into the stables every pre-dawn, it sounded like a crowd of farty, sneezing, coughing old people. It's not only their calls that sound human. Again, thanks for the great show, great fun, and info, Susan. Oh, now, I was really fascinated by this. I'd never heard heard this, I'm not, and I'm not super familiar with the, the practices of, of fox hunting and so forth, but this this is fascinating. Thanks for sending this in. And... I love the uh, the tidbit about the uh, the farty sneezing coughing fits of the goat and ha and how this also made them sound more human. And again, I was 
I, I'm reminded of uh, the sea lions of the Galapagos Islands and how they make a lot of the, a lot of similar noises and can often sound very human in this regard. All right, we have more goat-related uh, listener mail here. This one gets a little more into, uh, I guess, demonology, angelology. Um, this one comes to us from Michael from Tasmania, Australia. Michael writes in and says, Just listening to the pod, and I'm sure there will be plenty of feedback on Joe's pronunciation of Azazel the Fallen Angel, but couldn't help myself. Uh, and, and this is rather interesting, and I, I, uh, I, I imagine Joe would want me to read this. Uh, so Michael points out, Azazel, actually pronounced Azazel, not Azazel, is the name of the demon in the Denzel Washington, John Goodman, and Torres from Star Trek Voyager, don't know the actor's name off the top of my head, sorry, movie Fallen, which is a great supernatural thriller if you guys haven't seen it. Not sure if it has aged well, but I recall thoroughly enjoying it at the time. Love your guys' work, been a listener for about eight years now, and the Bicameral Mind episodes are still my absolute favorite. Michael. Yeah, thanks for the note here. I, I mean, I know in Webster's, both pronunciations are provided, but, uh, but yeah, I, it sounds like maybe one is maybe more authentic uh, to the original usage. As for the movie Fallen from 1998, look at that. It's uh, This one would, I guess, in some ways be eligible for Weird House uh, the way we've been doing it. But yeah, it's been a long time since I have seen this one. I did see it at one point and it, has, it had a pretty great cast uh, looking at it now. I mean, because you, of course, had Denzel Washington and John Goodman, but also Donald Sutherland, James Gandolfini. Uh, ooh, who else? Robert Joy, who's played a lot of creepy characters over the years. So, um, but that being said, I don't have very strong memories about this one. I kind of remember it just being on at the time. Uh, maybe I rented it, but yeah, it's been a very long time. Um, now, it does stem from a period where I think we did have multiple weirder Denzel Washington pictures. Uh, I know that uh, Joe and I have frequently discussed, uh, uh, at least offhand, uh, how weird and fun Virtuosity from 1995 was. That was the one where, if memory serves, Denzel Washington was a cop and Russell Crowe played like a blue-blooded clone uh, that is also kind of a, a patchwork uh, creation based on all the serial killers of history or something like that. Um, kind, of a, kind of a strange plot, but I remember it being vaguely fun. Uh, in kind of an action uh, mid-90s manner. So uh, at any rate, uh, uh, maybe I'll have to go back and look at some of these films in more detail and indeed see how they hold up or don't hold up. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Rob, as the uh, the local host with allergies here, they sent you some of their nasal spray to treat your allergies. What was your experience like? Yeah, that's right. I always wrestle with the pollen a bit when it rolls in during the spring. So they sent me the little uh, nasal spray. I tried out the product and yeah, it sure did help me get on top of my symptoms for the day. And it's so fast acting. Uh, it was already kicking in before I left the house. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. 
Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can get Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then, through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. If you haven't heard of Visible, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. Having a one-line plan means you only need you to save. No estranged roommates, exes, cousins twice removed, or AI-powered humanoid robots needed. And because $25 a month really means $25 a month, you can call, text, stream, whatever, as much as you want without worrying about getting dinged at the end of the month. No hidden fees, no surprises. No, really. It's like the old saying goes, you can't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. So spread the word. Tell all your friends there's a wireless company out there with transparency in their name, and they're called Visible. Start saving on wireless today at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. All right, this next one comes to us from Adam. 
Adam writes in and says, Hi, folks. I loved your first episode on goats and demons. I heard you mention that you would reference the Hebrew Bible in the next one, and I figured you would touch on the goat sent to Azazel or Azazel. So I wanted to give some deeper context on that subject. Firstly, the act of transferring the sins of Israel to, uh, into the goat and sending it off is still within Jewish practice today, but it is somewhat different. Around Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, there is a practice called kapara, in which a chicken is usually waved over someone's head. Many Jews will do this in a humane way that doesn't hurt the chicken, transferring one's sins into that chicken. Then, though we don't wish for the chicken to suffer pain, that chicken is still slaughtered, but Jewish slaughtering practices require a quick and painless death. Thus, your sins are removed. For those who wish not to harm an animal at all, some will wave money over an individual's head, transferring one's sins into the money, and then the money is spent, wiping you clean of sin. Oh, now this is very fascinating. This kind of makes me, this reminds me of some other practices and kind of makes me want to do a magical money episode in the future. Anyway, uh, Adam uh, continues. Separately, I wanted to mention that biblical scholars are not clear whether the goat in the Torah that is sent to Azazel or Azazel is sent to an entity or a place. It's not definitely known whether Azazel, Azazel was a demon or whatnot originally. However, if you look at the name Azazel, Azazel, there are important features. Firstly, the L at the end of the name is not like the L, that's E-L in English, found at the end of other theophoric names denoting the name of God or another deity. This L is not L with a case, so he's pointing out that it's uh, lowercase, not uppercase, Uh, it's not capitalized. The spelling of the Hebrew letters for Azazel or Azazel is, uh, and uh, and then he writes, Ayan, Zayan, Ahilif, Zayan, Lamed. Most interestingly is that this name seems to be a combination of the word for goat, Ez, uh, Ayan, Zayan, and the Aramaic word for walk, go, uh, Azel, uh, Ahilif, Zayan, Lamed. Um, so, the, so at the very least, the goat is sent on a quote-unquote goat walk or Azazel. <laughs> so thanks for all you do. Uh, Adam. So th- this was very fascinating uh, to hear. I love these these breakdowns of uh, the origins of some of these words, and again, how words and symbols change over time. But the idea of this uh, this name that often gets reinterpreted as kind of a spooky demon name, uh, you know, to to sort of fall back on this sort of duality of pronunciation, like like Azazel sounds very regal and terrifying, and you can imagine some sort of demonic being. But to think of uh, sending a demon out on an Azazel, a goat walk <laughs> to, to nowhere. Uh, that, that's uh, a little bit funny. Kind of go back to the Monty Python thing. It, it, once you cast the demon into the goat, you've not only ro- maybe robbed it of its powers, but you've also made it a little comical. You've put it in a vessel that is inherently funny. All right, and now we're going to get into a couple of non-goat listener mails. This first one, um, I think, is to a, in response to an older episode. This may have been a, a listener mail, um, but this is from listener Charlie. Charlie writes, and it says, Hello, I'm very behind on the pod, but I just listened to an email you read of mine and wanted to clear up the confusion you had on boys. This is 
not B-O-Y-S, but B-O-I-S. Now, if memory serves, this was a situation where someone had written in using this terminology, and we were a little less familiar with it and uh, maybe had a question or two. So anyway, Charlie is here with some answers. Charlie writes, I hail from the Tumblr corner of the internet. Do not recommend for those of weak constitution. You've been warned. And it is generally accepted there that boy with an I is gender nonspecific or neutral. Or at least it was around 2014. Now the trend seems to be gendered term GN. GN standing for gendered neutral. For example, you might call someone a quote unquote skeletor girl GN to denote their appreciation for the bewilderingly buff skeleton man from He-Man. Within a fan community, who you quote-unquote girl for typically ascribes personality traits based on that character. It is not the same as being coded as that character. You could absolutely be both quote-unquote skeletor coded and a quote-unquote skeletor girl, and this would have nothing to do with your gender presentation. Sorry for the skeletor tangent. Didn't see that one coming. Thanks. Charlie. No, thank you, Charlie, for uh, a little illumination here on the, the, the terminology. And, of course, any discussions of Skeletor are always welcome. All right, we have one more here. This is a uh, listener mail in response to a recent episode of Weird House Cinema. In fact, it's a response to one of the guest co-host episodes that we've been running uh, during Joe's parental leave. Uh, this one comes to us from Dan. Dan writes in and says, Dear Robert and David, uh, just listened to your episode on The Gate, and I thought David Streepy did a great job. I look forward to him coming back on Weird House Cinema in the future to discuss something else. The first time I ever saw The Gate was back in middle school, when I was roughly the same age as Glenn and Terry on Saturday afternoon television in the late 90s. The scene where the demon versions of Glenn and Al's parents come back, come home, and Dad picks up Glenn and says, You've been bad, is one of those scenes that has lingered in the back of my mind ever since, as has the many scenes involving the Gromlins attacking the kids. Funnily enough, I had always thought that it was the playing of the heavy metal record backwards that actually summons the demons. This, I think, was also my first exposure to the myth about if you play heavy metal records backwards, you can hear quote-unquote hidden satanic messages. Quick note about Terry's bedroom wall. The black and white pin-drawn poster you see amongst the Iron Maiden and Judas Priest posters is the cover of a compilation album by the psychobilly band The Cramps. Also, you can briefly see the cover of another Cramps compilation album on his drum set. This is the one that is lime green, with a smiling zombie-like creature. So Terry's got great taste in music. Congratulations and best wishes to Joe. I'm sure he can't wait until the day he can show his daughter Attack of the Crab Monsters without her getting nightmares. Best wishes and happy Halloween, Dan. Yeah, okay, so just let's see the response to some of this. So uh, first of all, thanks for the, uh, the insight into Terry's bedroom and all the bands he was into. Uh, this makes me appreciate the design effort that went into uh, creating that set even more. Um, and, and again, just a terrific film, The Gate. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And moving on to some of the other issues. Yeah, it was great to have uh, Dave Streepy on the show. Uh, Dave's been a, a friend of mine for many years. Uh, he's He and his wife frequently watch episodes of the 90s Outer Limits with uh, with my wife and me. So uh, we, we have that. We used to watch MST3Ks together all the time. So uh, our appreciation for weird movies goes way back. 
And uh, yeah, so I just uh, if if you do enjoy what uh, uh, what Dave had to share and Dave's take on things, again, check out the Talking Tofu podcast that he does with his wife Becky. And yeah, as for, as for Joe, I I too look forward to the day when he can show his daughter Attack of the Crab Monsters. Um, and in general, I think it is going to be neat to see where things go with the show over the next few years because I know when I became a parent. I mean, you, it changes some of the things you're into. It makes you rethink uh, and, uh, old pieces of media that you used to enjoy. It makes you rediscover things from your childhood and then re-examine them through uh, the child's interests. And then you find yourself also curious about things that were never part of your childhood but were part of theirs. So suddenly you're learning about Pokemon. You're finding out what a lick tongue uh, is and so forth. So it'll be interesting to see what happens Uh I wonder if Weird House Cinema will, uh, I, I don't think it would become completely child-centric, obviously, but uh, I, I look forward to seeing what sort of films Joe brings to the table as, uh, as his daughter maybe reignites some of his appreciation for these childhood films. And maybe we were already seeing a little of that uh, in the run-up uh, to the birth. All right. Well, uh, that's all I have to read here today, but certainly keep them coming in. Um, I think the way the timeline's coming together, there'll be maybe one more listener mail without Joe. And so if the, if the mailbag is full enough at that point, maybe I'll do another one of these. Uh, maybe not. Maybe we'll skip it and do something else and then have a nice fat bag of listener mail to look at uh, when Joe comes back to the show. Uh, but at any rate, yeah, let me just remind everyone that listener mail normally runs on Mondays in the Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast feed. You can find that feed wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we do core episodes of Stuff to Blow Your Mind on Tuesdays and Thursdays. On Wednesdays, a short-form artifact or monster fact episode. And on Fridays, that's Weird House Cinema Time. Time to set aside most serious concerns and just talk about a weird film. Let's see, what else? At the outset, I mentioned the Discord and the Facebook group. I mentioned the Letterboxd account. Um, oh, there is still merch. I often forget to highlight the merch, but yes, we have a T Public store for stuff to blow your mind. There's also some Weird House Cinema merch in there as well. Uh, if you need a quicker way to get to that, if you go to stufftoblowyourmind.com, that'll shoot you over to the iHeart listing for this show, and there is a tab there for the merch store for our, our store. So you can check the, all that stuff out. I mean, it's all that stuff is is just for fun. Uh, but if you would like any kind of merchandise with either uh, the Stuff to Blow Your Mind logo the Weird House Cinema logo, or just some other fun designs we've come up over the years, including the the Rub the Fur t-shirt and so forth. Well, that is where you'll find them. Thanks, as always, to Seth Nicholas Johnson for producing Stuff to Blow Your Mind, and he'll be joining me on some more episodes as well uh, during Joe's parental leave. And finally, if you want to reach out to us via email, well, here's how you do it. You can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.